yeah, as you were saying, uh, we're still in the gray zone or the gray light zone. Oh, you you wanna you wanna explain that for uh, uh, yes. non-Canadian residents or non-Ontario? Ontari what are we? Ontarians? 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wanna explain the whole zone thing? Oh, okay, so um, Ontario has a tier system, uh, a color-coded tier system going by colors so uh, green is fully open where like everything is allowed to open uh, yellow with some restrictions orange with more restrictions red with some more and uh, gray is supposed to be like the the uh, the lockdown zone or the uh, you know, the stay-at-home zone basically I uh, love how they I love how they messed up the color scheme, like the color codes, it's like, you know what, guys? Instead of using red for no go, we're gonna use gray. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> How much sense what? does that make? <laughs> Why do? I don't know if you've noticed, but these these people who like make these decisions, I'm not gonna say, uh, um, you know, uh, politicians, because you see it, you see it like in like every every field. Uh, for example, uh, the whole Sonic the Hedgehog debacle. Remember when they first released uh, like the stills for the Sonic movie? Sonic looked really bad. Oh yeah. Right. So like these kind of decisions, <laughs> the people who make them, they're so out of touch with reality. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it's like, I mean, in this case, like the logical, the logical choice for a color for no go. Right. What is like the universal color for stop? Don't do that. Uh, green. Kidding. No, I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's red. It's red. <laughs> it's red, right? And these, uh, I guess calling them morons is a bit harsh, but you know, you know how things are. Uh, we love insulting our politicians, but <laughs> these <laughs> these morons decided that they're gonna go with gray. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about gray? It's like the gray area, you know, like the morally uh, ambiguous thing. So we don't know. Well, I guess I guess that kind of sums up this whole pandemic. We just don't know. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, like we're in the gray gray zone in quotes, and uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do really. Right? It's like what? I'm morally conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> what what do we do? What are we allowed to do? Like, uh, uh, I was just gonna get to that story about uh, getting my hair cut. My hair is a mess for people who don't know, people who don't know me. Uh, and I'm sure uh, many people have hair are that uh, that is uh, on the crazy side of things uh, these days. So I, I booked an appointment at, uh, you know, Canadiana, our, our local barbershop here that's like really close to uh, our house, walking yeah. distance, like a 10 minute walk. I booked an appointment online, and I go there, and the door is locked, so I'm, I'm, I'm standing outside, you know, it wasn't that cold, so I wasn't too grumpy about it, and there's this white, white Mercedes parked out front, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is the barber who has, you know, sort of accepted, um, my my request for a haircut, and you know it's not 11:30 yet, so she's just waiting till 11:30 to, uh, to, to unlock the door so we can go inside and get this over with. Uh, so I'm standing there. 11:30 comes by, and lo and behold, this woman gets out of her car, and she walks up to me and says, "Oh, are you here for a haircut?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like thinking in, in my mind that 
okay, yeah, this is a good sign. This is the barber. We're going to go inside. And she's like, oh, no, we're closed. <laughs> I was just like, what? What? I'm like, I booked, I booked an appointment online. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. We're closed. And she's like, and she uh, explains it to me uh, that only barbershops and Pickering are open or something like that. And I'm just like, okay. I thought everything was going to open, uh, you know, this week with, with uh, whatever restrictions they have in place, but it, as it turns out, it's only a select few things. So hey, uh, I guess it is what it is, as our our D and D buddy Jaws would say, and yeah. this whole thing. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of upsetting. Yeah. So it's it, it yeah again going going off that a little bit. I know we're going off tangent, but uh, just like it it's weird how they just were like, oh yeah, let's reopen the malls and now let's uh reopen the places of worship and then now let's uh suddenly decide that oh yeah we can uh, resume outdoor dining and uh <laughs> outdoor gyms but so, you can't uh, get your haircut yeah, you exactly. can't get your hair <laughs> i mean my hair is really bad oh, oh uh, trust me my <laughs> it's bad i'm sure yeah yours is too i've seen it <laughs> And I, we desperately need a haircut. And at some point, I, I think I'm just gonna take the razor and say, "Forget it." If these guys aren't gonna do it, I have to do it myself. I, I might, I might even be tempted to this, to do the same thing. <laughs> or just, or just find find someone else to do do your yeah. dirty work for you, right? I mean, I, I know I'm gonna screw up my hair, so I, I will I will find someone if that's the case. Uh, I mean, but I have a yeah. razor. We could probably eat, cut each other's hair. Hair. If you really wanted to. <laughs> oh, the, the kinds of disasters that would lead to. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's not very good. <laughs> I don't know if anybody on the podcast knows this, but we tried to uh, saw a uh, shower rod. Oh, he, yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's like the first week we, we came back from, uh, from Ottawa. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> we were so clueless. You know, I guess, I guess before we go on, we might as well relate that story, too. So, uh, so uh, in, in our house, in the uh, opposite of uh, Obeid's house, uh, or sorry, not opposite, right next to Obeid's house, we have a guest room in the basement. And the tenants that were living in our house for two years while we were in Ottawa seem to have broke the, the old shower rod that was down there. You know, like the shower rod where you put the curtain... Uh, so water doesn't uh, leap out of the tub while you're taking a shower. Uh, so they broke that, and uh, I had to go pick up another one from Walmart. So I pick it up, and it looks like it fits about right. It's the smallest size they have. And I come home, and woe is me, this thing is still too large. The smallest size. <laughs> so I text, I text a babe, and I'm like... Hey man, uh, I can't remember the exact text. Like, did, did, didn't I just ask you? Do you have a saw? Or yeah. Something like that. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> like, was, do you I have a confused. saw? <laughs> this is like this is like uh, eight p.m. or nine p.m. or something. I'm like, do you have a saw? And he's like, yeah, we have a bench saw. I'm like, That's perfect. <laughs> so I, I come on over, and uh, this was uh, like a month ago, right? And it was still pretty cold. There was still snow and stuff. I come over. Uh, you get the saw. We had a bit of adventure with that, and then the shed. But that's that's. Uh, oh, you might as well relate that too. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was dark, and we couldn't find the saw on the shed. But we we found it eventually. In a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so we we grab we grab the bench saw, and we bring it out front. And so we're in front of his garage. Uh, the garage door is open, of course, to uh, find an outlet to to plug the saw into. And we lay everything out. I have the shower rod, and we kind of just stand there for a second, like, okay, how are we how are we gonna do this, right? Because <laughs> uh, like none of us, or I, I think you, like your use of that has been minimal. My use of that has been zero. So we're we're just kind of confused as to how how the heck we're gonna do this. Heck, because it's family friendly here. Yeah. And I think we we come to the conclusion that that you should that you should operate the saw and I should hold the the shower rod because there was no way of securing it for some reason. So I, I'm holding the shower rod. He he revs up the saw. Uh, <laughs> it looks like we're good to go. And then and then you and then you try to cut. So we we he's like slowly bringing the, the saw forward. I'm thinking yeah yeah this is it. And like as soon as the, the saw reaches a certain point, it just doesn't cut. And we're we're trying to figure out what's what's going on here, <laughs> right? <laughs> and. I think we we kind of we kind of figured out that you have to insert it in a certain way, even though that won't hold it in place. But it has to go under the uh, uh, what's what's the brand of that? I, I don't know. It's like the bench. Uh, uh, yeah, the saw bench, right? Saw bench, yeah. Uh, it has to go like underneath the saw bench, but also underneath like this this groove from like where the, the saw protrudes like you would think that would be common sense but apparently we're morons and we don't know how to operate that <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so we figure that out we're like okay cool and we're you know we're in business and, and i think it was you that, that brought up the point of sparks and you're like you know what if there's sparks and i and i say and i say don't worry i think we're wearing glasses so we should be fine <laughs> not safety glasses like actual glasses glasses <laughs> So we we wrap, wrap up the saw, uh, we're good. Uh, saw comes forward and bang! As soon as the blade hits the hits the shower rod, sparks fly and we just like freak out and like you 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 held it there for like a second and then it took it off and we're just like oh that's a lot of sparks. <laughs> oh uh, interruption. Uh, yes, I will come down in a bit. <laughs> but. I should have locked the door. <laughs> that's okay. Yes, I, I do have a lock now, so that's great. Uh, but um, anyway, as, as I was saying, um, so the sparks are flying, and we are just so frightened. Like, we don't want anything to catch fire or our clothes, so we don't want anything to blow up. Um, so then I, I think you, you go and you grab your, like, handsaw. <laughs> the, oh the, the rusty <laughs> jailbreak handsaw. <laughs> and like, well, why, why don't we try to use this? <laughs> and we try. We're trying. We're trying. And at uh, at some point in that endeavor, or our grandfather is coming back from my place to your place, and he sees us, and he's like, "What are you guys? What are you guys doing?" <laughs> So our, our grandfather is a, is a is an engineer. He's he's a handyman. He knows his way around tools. Yeah. And he, he takes a look at us, the uh, the accountant and the the sort of the the writer, uh, making a fool out of themselves, trying to trying to cut this <laughs> this shower rod. And so he he takes over for a moment while I go in search of goggles. And when I come back, 
Uh, wow, you know, honestly, the progress I saw that that he had made. Yeah. I was like, wow, this this guy's like three times our age. <laughs> what, what are we What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> right. Exactly. But either either way, either way, he's old. He can't do it. Yeah. And it, it's taken way too long. So we're gonna let forget uh, forget the saw. You know, we're we're gonna run the risk with the with the sparks. Uh, so we we wrap up the bench bench saw. Sorry again. And uh, we get the sparks, and we uh, after some reluctance and hardship, we manage to cut it. But the story doesn't quite end there, and I I will just sum up uh, sum up this narrative really quickly with uh, despite all our hard work. It still didn't fit in the shower box. <laughs> that was like a, a solid uh, forty-five minute to an hour endeavor, and it was fruitless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned the moral of the story. I, I think the saying uh, "measure twice, cut once." <laughs> measure twice, cut once. <laughs> I think that holds true. Uh, yes. Ten times over. <laughs> Indeed, it does. I, mean, I, I it, w- it was a learning process, though. I, mean, I, yeah. I can't, I can't uh, complain. And it was quite fun. I, I guess you can call that our first little hangout session since coming back, since I came back from Ottawa uh, permanently. So it was nice. Out in the cold, two dudes just doing manly things, using a bench saw, creating sparks. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. It was uh, I mean, wonderful. <laughs> yes, uh, but Canadian. Uh, I, I guess Can- very Canadian, very Canadian. You're you're correct, absolutely correct about that. A very Canadian story. Uh, but I guess I guess we've we've gone on for for long enough here. So uh, why don't you introduce the actual topic for this week? Well, it's been 14 minutes. Okay. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> Before we go on another tangent, um, so yeah, the topic this week um, was it sort of outrage culture. Or changing like the school curricul- curriculums, or um, uh, what needs to be changed in schools. Mm-hmm. That's or or social justice in general. Bit of both. Yeah. Uh, I I guess one topic could uh, could technically. You could uh, probably sorry. fit. Could yeah, under one umbrella, right. right? Yeah, and one could just segue into the other. So uh, I guess I guess we can start with uh, sort of more. Uh, the topic, I guess, uh, relatively recent in both our minds, um, school. Uh, we were both students. And this uh, this whole topic of school and the curriculum is in regards to, uh, I guess, uh, junior kindergarten to grade 12. So, the, you know, the whole nine yards in uh, sort of pre-university, uh, pre-college sort of uh, educa- education. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> and and I think uh, with regards to school in general, it can also extend to uh, like a university, especially. That's where it kind of comes from in the most part. And I've seen a lot of, uh, in recent memory anyway, a lot of uh, social justice and also um, a lot of... Um, <clears throat> different uh, topics regarding uh, social behavior and so and uh, human anthropology 
comes from my university in general. Yep, it does. I mean, all all our you know theories, papers, uh, academic think tanks are sort of centered around universities. Uh, all the studies, all the big name studies, research labs, stuff like that, all sort of originate from some sort of a post-secondary institution. Uh, so it's it's very important uh, in that it they influence our line of thinking, right? Yeah. So let's 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 go back um, to the early. Uh, what was I gonna say here? Let's let's go back to uh, the whole. What's what's the term for JK to grade twelve? What, what's um, what, what's the term? There's a term for it. I know there the is elementary school. No. I uh, know elementary is like uh, what? Oh, sorry. JK to like grade seven or something or grade eight. Wouldn't that be, uh, I could, um... Oh, well, I, I know there's a term for it, but I guess people know what I'm talking about here. So it's junior kindergarten to, you know, grade 12. Yeah. Uh, we know, we know that the Ministry of Education sort of compiles their own curriculum and then hands it out to teachers, to schools, and say, hey, this is what you have to teach. Of course, you can teach other things as long as you run by us. But here is sort of the the baseline of what you have to touch in order to to be a school. And I guess you can say in recent years that has been altered in some way uh, to add more, which in a sense is good. But you know looking back at the you know the old and new system that we're we're seeing sort of this hybrid of i guess older academic uh beliefs and more recent academic beliefs coming together as one in a system that is by no means perfect right so how do we how do we begin to suggest sort of changing things Oh, I see you put up the link there. Let me oh, yeah. let me look at that. So actually, it's just called K twelve, but yes, um, I think there's especially since when I was in school, there's there were things that I like I experienced in school that now, like I I bring it up when um, like the last time I was in grade uh, twelve when when I graduated. And then I, I bring that up to see uh, my younger sister who uh, graduated just a few years ago. And uh, there there have been so many like changes, even technology-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, so things like, if there's so many techno- technological changes and improvements, you can imagine what the curriculum must have uh, been like, like what the actual um, like, in, like, arithmetics or... Uh, um, social, social studies curriculum, basically. I know, I know there was a big debate about this a few years ago, with the yep. uh, sex ed curriculum. Oh yeah. And I think they they passed that right. They pushed it through to teach. They did. The, they did. Yeah. yeah. Was there? Uh, did they give parents the option to opt their kid out? Was that did, like yeah. the discussion? They, yeah. Yeah. So they they reached a compromise. Uh, for religious regions, uh, if, if there was any conflict, to uh, pull their kids out of the of that 
specific uh, education. Right. Or also which send is, them to private yeah. schools. Yeah, which is a good thing. I mean, we're in an age where people should have that choice. Hey, if you want your kid to learn all that stuff, then by all means, go ahead. There's nothing, uh, I mean, uh, we can certainly debate that if there's something wrong with it. But again, uh, we can't, you can't expect, say, uh, people on the right to dictate how uh, people with more left leaning views want to raise their children. You just can't do that. Everyone needs to have that choice. So, exactly. uh, so kudos to, I guess, I guess everyone really for sort of pushing an agenda where uh, everyone gets a say in it. Like, if you don't want your kid to learn that, Sure, you can leave, but you can uh, pull them out or sort of opt, uh, opt out of that program. If you want your kids to learn that, perfect, go ahead. Everyone's happy in that in that situation. Uh, but I guess I guess curriculum wise, uh, we're we're pretty solid. Uh, Canada's schooling system. There are things I would change for sure, and I, and I think most people would agree uh, with me on this. Um, in particular. I think financial literacy needs oh. to be a thing introduced. One hundred percent in high school. At, at least as a, uh, um, I would say at least in grade nine, uh, as a uh, mandatory course. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, because well, let's let's face it, when we've all been there as teenagers, we don't know. <laughs> that much about <laughs> saving our money and then how to sort of invest for the future, that kind of thing. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, well, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, it's, mm, it's a modern day survival tool that people need to learn from a young age. And in, in this, you know, in this era that we live in, you know, we're not, we're not going out hunting. We're not starting fires to, to sort of save ourselves from freezing. So, of course, you can sort of shove those those uh, survival skills aside. I mean, you know, they've been replaced by uh, more novel, uh, modern skills that people need to sort of live, not only from paycheck to paycheck, but to thrive as a yeah. person in today's society. And, and financial literacy is a big part of that. Which, if you think about it, um, all stems from the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, shelter, uh, rent, uh, food, uh, your groceries. Um, mm -hmm. cl like, uh, again, clothing, uh, which is part of shelter. And uh, th then there's the other stuff that helps you, helps improve your quality of life, like, uh, you know, a new computer. Or uh, a tablet, <laughs> or or a video game <laughs> of any. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> and I guess on 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 the topic of tech, you can add uh, technological literacy to to yeah. that. No, uh, at the same time, we're so we're uh, tech is so sort of a ah. I'm struggling for words today. Tech is is such a big part of our lives these days that I guess I suppose you can make the argument that it's teaching as a subject isn't that important because i mean kids you see them with you know iphones and ipads and, and computers and laptops you you need you know one of those items in order to um 
at least at, at the uh, sort of post-secondary level in, in, in university and, and college, to operate, you know, in said institution, you need a laptop, you know, to access, uh, you know, they have Blackboard to access files that, that your prof posts online. So it's there in some sense that, that kids need to know that. But a cor- like a formal course would be good, I feel. I think um, to to bounce off that a little bit, I think a course needs to be brought in that teaches the effective use of technology and how to minimize um, you know wasting time on technology. I because I know technology. I don't know how to put it. Basically, I feel like technology is a double-edged double-edged sword. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, like uh, I and I think a lot of people. My, sometimes I <laughs> include myself in, included um, we get a little uh, too addicted to you know seeing you know browsing articles on the on your phone or uh, checking emails uh, responding to messages or even like um, or even like uh, just you know listening to your favorite podcast watching videos uh, GPS navigation because everything's on your phone so you, you you feel like there has to be something or some way to learn this like the technology like techno- technological advancements that allow you to use the technology effectively and also sort of disconnect yourself when it's time to like take a break right or basically time management or even uh te- technology management Technological management. Technological (laughs) management. (laughs) How to not spend six hours watching funny videos on YouTube. (laughs) Browsing Reddit endlessly. (laughs) Browsing Reddit. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, we've all been there. Uh, Guilty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that's a good point. And it, it just occurred to me that well, we aren't approaching this wrong, but I just remembered. Oh God, the the book, that book. Oh, I recommended it to you so many times. Uh, 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 Ishmael, Ishmael. Oh yes, it's a. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a great read, and I'm I always used to start with a disclaimer. It's not, it's not uh, you know. Uh, sort of the holy book um so don't take everything it says at face value and don't say oh my god that's absolutely absolutely right if you ever decide to pick it up but it is a very good read a very engaging read and the reason why i i, I bring it up here is because in the uh was it the first or the second one uh, i believe it was the second one where ishmael who's this intelligent um talking gorilla is sort of uh, teaching this this young girl um, about uh, all aspects of life, about uh, philosophy and stuff like that, how to how people, uh, if they're going to thrive, um, um, how they are supposed to approach uh, life in general as a society, and actually, I think I think it was the first one. But anyway, um, so Ismail, there's 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 a section, a passage, like a couple of uh, a couple of passages about uh, a student that Ishmael once knew or he heard from um, someone else about. 
and this student or this this young man he was he was kind of like the, the the jack of all trades he he knew you know arts he could play the guitar he could write he could act he was good at math stuff like that but he he didn't really have one passion and he sort of went about his life uh, drifting doing all sorts of things until one day tragically he just killed himself and I I don't remember what what the the conclusion was uh, uh, Ishmael drew from that, but I remember that, that that sort of struck me in a very personal way because I sort of struggled with that, uh, you know, going into university, not knowing what you're going to do, right? Because in high school, you're sort of in in, in a certain way. You're, you're sort of forced into this this tunnel, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and you see your options, you know, doctor, lawyer, engineer, mathematician. It's stuff like that. And of course, sometimes you see stuff like teacher and uh, you know social worker, but it's it's not too well defined. And they then they sort of uh, for a lot of people, uh, myself included. You sort of get pushed out the door and into university and, and college without really knowing what you what you want to study, you know, what you want to be. For me, it took um, you know like one and a half years of of uh, of suffering through life sciences to realize that you know what am I? This is not what I want to do, right? Right. And and for a lot of people, it gets it gets worse because they they sort of stick to that degree or, or or field of study that they're like, okay, you know, shrug, I'll just do this, I guess, because everyone's doing it, or my parents want me to do it, or you know, it's it's a very good job if I'm able to, you know, pursue a career in it. So they they just stick with it and and they go through with it. They study, they get their degree, uh, they they get a job. And they're they're just miserable for the rest of their lives, right? Because yeah. this is this is not something they they enjoy. And I I really want people to to understand this, especially those teenagers um, in grade eleven and grade twelve preparing for university, and, and even even uh, first year students and, and second year students. If you're not comfortable. If you're not enjoying yourself while you're studying, and and you know it, you have that feeling, you're apprehensive about your your field that you're in right now. Get away from it, yeah, please, because you will be miserable for the rest of your life. When I left the life sciences to pursue a degree in what I love, uh, you know, English, reading, writing, like the my mental health uh, the i was going to say my mental health problems went up that's that's not what happened my mental <laughs> health improved greatly because i was no longer stuck in that rut of thinking you know what what am i supposed to do i don't want to do life sciences and and it takes a bit of of, of soul searching really which is why i recommend uh for students, and I know I'm kind of going a bit off topic here, but I highly recommend for those of you who are having trouble deciding what you want to do, right? You don't know, you're apprehensive. Take a year off before going into university. 
Oh, yes. I and was I, about and to I, say that. And I'm sure I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, too, as well. If if you are apprehensive, take that year off. You know, find yourself, find a subject that that you like to do. And then, you know, once, you, once you've uh, sort of compiled your thoughts, then apply for university. There's no rush. No one is saying you have to graduate by 21, 22, and then get out of there and get a job at 23 or go for your master's at 23. And then, you know, you, you're like a, a MA certified by 25. You know, everyone has sort of a different time period that they go through to study. Some people get out quicker. Some people have it figured out by 30. I mean, it, it depends on the person. It's all individualized. I need to swig of water here. Sorry. You, just, oh. you, you, can, oh, yes. <laughs> you can carry on off that. Yeah, so, uh, bouncing off that, um, kind of reminds me of what um, I sort of uh, went through in high school. Sort of. Uh, I was lucky, actually, to <laughs> find what I wanted in grade 12. I was also bouncing a lot in high school. Uh, I kind of bounced from... First it was computers, and then it was uh, doctors, and then it was something in marketing. And finally, I, was, I, I got the idea. Actually, it was a suggestion from my mom uh, to try accounting. And uh, just by happenstance, I, I got lucky, I think. Um, I seem to enjoy it, but then, I, 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 and I still enjoy it, but I feel like in in the future, I might even, like, re-specialize and retrain myself to go into a more urban planning um, setting, because I feel like mm. the two in combination would be what I would like to do in the future, and even... <coughs> Even now, like, I didn't go to university straight up. I, I went to college. Uh, and, and that's another good option. Like, you, you can go to college. You can... Uh, t- there's a lot of op- options in college and, uh, in, like, in the workplace even that allow oh, yeah. you to find uh, what your career could be. Even a trade. The trades are actually pretty good. And I, I think a lot of people... A lot of people need to trust... Um, that what what they are meant to do is out there and uh, what their field of uh, interest is out there somewhere and they need to just go out and uh, you know, search search for it a little bit um, you can only walk you know you can't you, like I guess you can say like you can um, you can lead a horse to water and you, you can't make it make it drink Right, you have to go yeah. search for it, yeah, a uh, little bit, and uh, and that's one of the options. Like uh, in university, y- you can't, you are there are a lot of uh, degrees, but they're limited in time frame, and also like y- you can't just choose from a bunch of degrees that are like okay, f- okay I'm gonna try this degree, and then you know at the end of it, you know we'll just try another one. That's that that'll be wasting a lot of time and money <laughs> to be honest. Oh yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it, I I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with um, just taking a year off or even try like working for a few, for a couple of years before going into university. It it actually helps. Oh yeah, helps a lot for sure. And I think I think it would help if 
high schools sort of had a program to help uh, you know these these kids get started on on building a path towards their career because as it stands in high school you're just you know you memorize 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 you you learn bio you learn chem you learn accounting you know stuff like that they don't really prepare you to take the next step right right it's, it's like here are the basics right uh you know if we're looking at this as a pool you know we the teachers are saying you know you know just just you know flap your arms uh, tread water and you'll, you'll be fine and you sort of get like i said earlier you get pushed out the door right away and uh some people you know they flounder for a bit before finding uh their footing and it's it's very detrimental so it, it starts it starts at that level uh k-12 and there needs to be i, I don't know how they're gonna do it because i i know oh, both of us we aren't really uh you know curriculum planners we we don't specialize in that but there needs to be something there you know whether it be uh, a course uh some sort of uh program uh i don't know it, it just needs to be there in order to ensure that you know these kids don't struggle you know and it, it won't just it won't just help uh the kids who are you know like me in my my case or your case who are who are sort of you know bouncing about bouncing about from subject to subject? It'll help kids who even know what they're doing, right? Because they can they can better plan uh, their forward goals about you know say if they want to go into life sciences, uh, it can help them with you know selecting uh, what subjects you want to study in in university. And, and and I know universities come to to schools to high school sometime to like sometimes to like pitch their university to get the kids to come there. But they don't really, don't really cover. Uh, they don't. They don't really say what program is right for this fit, right? Or this 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 program is it fit for you? Is it fit for the fit for this student? Is it fit for that student? Right? It's it's more of a, a sales pitch. It's it's not informative. Looking back at it, I know when they came to IFT, I didn't really garner much from it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I guess I'll go there because you guys have a really nice looking building, <laughs> but <laughs> it's yeah, there's nothing about any of those sessions that's that's truly informative in a way that will benefit the student, right? So there needs to be some sort of program to help them, you know, put you know put their foot in the door or help them plan on putting their foot in the door, you know, into university. I mean, maybe you can sit down with your teacher and and discuss, you know, certain programs that you that you are, you know, sort of thinking about. Because I know most most kids, well, you know, when they're when they're getting advice about university, they don't go to their teachers. You know, they go to their siblings or they go to their parents or you know older cousins or friends who might be older who who've been through it before. And you know that's great and all, and you know we can help them, but we're not the professional help you know yeah, kids need cause... to have you know that <laughs> they need to have that that professional mentor figure you know yeah. from from the get-go from you know grade nine who can sort of steer them towards you know what they want to do and i think sorry bouncing off that um 
again, like you said, uh, we're not professionals, and uh, I think that part of it is a cultural thing also. Uh, a lot of uh, parents and siblings, like siblings, advisor, younger siblings, uh, so on, so forth, and then <clears throat> it leads to a, you know a rippling effect. Whereas if you had the professionals doing it, like if you had the teachers working with the guidance counselors, for instance, right. rather than there being you know you know the left hand not talking to the right hand sort of thing, uh, <clears throat> I mean not to knock on the guidance counselors here, they're doing an amazing job. And I think to a certain extent, <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're limited in their capacity. They're, yeah, they're they can't do much with the with the tools and resources they're given. Um, so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, we can't knock on them too much. Yeah. So uh, I think if if there was more uh, cooperation with the teachers and the guidance counselors, for example, like which students would be more suitable. Uh, say for you know a, a specific trade or a specific field or what what are the strengths of this student and and right. the guidance counselors can sit with the student and get sort of a, an idea of where they stand and then they could also consult the teacher and see what their opinion of the student is like is this student good in this subject or they can also base it off like if if they can they could base it off the grades if that's possible but I think the teacher like they, they could definitely uh, there needs to be a lot more uh, cohesion and cooperation exactly yeah and I suppose it's it's not like uh, I mean you can't you can't force uh, a student to go in one direction of course uh, and you'll have to like sort of suggest it to them hey may, maybe you should take a look at you know at this field uh, this field you know that could be good for you that plays to your strengths and stuff like that uh, we are we are past forty here, and I, I sort of have to run. So wrap it up. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, reworking the curriculum. I know uh, we, we we kind of uh, went off on a tangent there, but I, I think I think the cornerstone of a revamped curriculum would be you know, what we just suggested uh, that that guidance that, that that program to sort of help high school students and maybe even to a certain degree um, you know students in grade seven and in grade eight uh to a program where you're sort of a guidance counselor slash uh, uh i don't know what kind of working professional that would be titled but that kind of that tool that, that resource to help them better understand themselves you know better understand their strengths uh their weaknesses uh what programs might be a right fit for them we need that because a lot of students, and you know, just to reiterate that point, a lot of students do not know, you know what they're getting into when they enter a post-secondary institution, because all they've been taught, you know, are, are, are numbers and you know, memorize that date and uh, this formula oh, and yes. stuff like that. You need you need life skills, and that's that's lacking in in the uh, life skills, you know subject or, or lesson lessons that, that's certainly lacking in, uh, in the high school at the high school level so that's something we desperately need you know what we need I think uh, looking at my um, getting some experience from my CPA program actually what we need is a massive competency map for the whole like high school at least that show that breaks down the subjects and then mm. 
<coughs> it lists them via category, obviously, and then it, it nests a bunch of, you know, careers under that subject, and then, you know, I, I don't know if they have that already, but uh, it's something that I, I didn't see, I didn't really see much of. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. not did I. I, I'd never seen that. <laughs> It's it's kind of you're left on your own to sort of decipher uh, what what program is what in university when you know when you're in high school that's they leave that up to you and you, you don't get any any guidance on it so that would definitely help yeah uh, exactly but uh, just to wrap up so uh, what do you guys think uh, how would how would you uh, change the curriculum or uh, the school system. If you were to uh, change, I know we, we, we talked about uh, or we mentioned social justice, but unfortunately we can't really get to that. But you know, how would you how would you revamp the school system or curriculum? What changes would you make? Uh, would you add anything? Would you subtract anything? Uh, is there something you change the process when applying to university? Uh, do let us know because it is a very intriguing topic and quite uh, pertinent to us. Uh, to Abade and I, because we were students not long ago, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can pursue even more uh, studies, so that, 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 would, that would certainly help us uh, in that sense, too. So, yeah, do let us know, and uh, we shall see you guys next week, unless uh, you want to add something. Oh, yes. Um, so, there will be a part two. I think uh, we can touch on the social justice part in the part oh, two yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. And then yeah, as as we know, we're all students. I think we're, I think, in life, we're still students. Y'all, you learn something new every day. I think. <laughs> that's, I think. Yeah, that's very. That's a pretty good saying, Master Splinter. <laughs> it's like something Master Splinter would say from TMNT. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we shall uh, come to you next week, hopefully. All right. All right thanks.